You're listening to the Daily Batuta News Wrap, live on Desert Rock FM. Hello and welcome to the Batuta Advocates Daily News Bulletin. We're coming to you live from the budgie smuggler bedroom with your daily dose of honest, hard-hitting regional news. It's still the same here in town as it was last week as we kick off another seven days of ISO with a little bit of chat about restrictions being eased in the coming weeks. And that's where we'll start off with some national news on the corona front. Government who blames every website crash on hackers confused by suspicion towards new tracing app. While there's been plenty of early momentum on the new COVID-19 tracing app with nearly 2 million people downloading it in the first 24 hours, there is still plenty of suspicion around the country. This comes as many Australians fear the COVID safe app could be hacked by China or used to arrest them, despite government promises that hackers will not be an issue, because that's only an issue when a government website crashes and they need someone else to blame for their lack of preparation like they did during the 2016 census, and again when 900,000 people lost their jobs in a short space of time and applied for Centrelink payments on the same day a month ago. The fact that twice former Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce is adamant there are too many privacy concerns for him to download the app is also not helping. The government says they'll need 40% of the nation to download it for it to be effective, and they're thinking about dangling the carrot of live sport if that number can be achieved. Staying on that new app now, and no way I'm downloading that tracking app, declares woman with 55 Instagram stories. The local 20-something woman has made the bold announcement today that she will not be downloading the government's app solution to track the spread of COVID-19 because she's not keen on handing her data out just like that. Despite the fact she's checked in on Instagram to every single restaurant and cafe she's ever been to, the woman named Chelsea says she's got some serious privacy concerns. She explained to The Advocate today that This is different. I just don't want the government knowing all my details and having my data like that. Sorry for being a bit cautious. Elsewhere around the country now and down south, New South Wales's coronavirus restrictions will stay in place until rich people learn that social distancing laws also apply to them. This comes after the New South Wales Premier told reporters this morning in Sydney that her state would not be following more developed parts of the country such as Queensland and the West into an easing of coronavirus restrictions. Those states announced over the weekend that the laws governing the movement and assembly of residents would be relaxed, possibly by the end of this week. However, the rich people who live by the sea down in Sydney have proven that the same cannot be done in their state after yet another weekend of them acting like social distancing doesn't apply while they're at the beach. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said she'd love to relax the laws, but the residents of the Bondi bubble mean that she simply can't do that until they learn that they just can't skirt around the law this time round. Hopefully for the residents of the state, they realise that sooner rather than later and they can sort it out ASAP. And in some other news of national significance, an interesting report has been released revealing that the world's most useless people are rental property managers. It was actually a huge global survey spanning 134 nations, and whether it be Russia's far east or Queensland's far southwest corner, it seems the disdain for leasing agents transcends culture, class, language, and even wealth. The Advocate reached out to a number of local rental property managers for comment on the accusations, but ironically, none of them have yet to respond. Last play. 
And finishing up with some sports news now, and Alan Jones has confirmed he just wants the Wallabies to win like they did when the All Blacks were white PE teachers. Yes, conservative radio shock jock Alan Jones has unsurprisingly decided not to go easy on Raylene Castle in the wake of her resignation as CEO of Rugby Australia. As a former Wallabies coach from an era before the Pacific Revolution, Alan Jones is just one of many silverware winners that can't understand why Australian rugby isn't as successful as it was when our players had Olympic standard training facilities and the All Blacks were mostly white PE teachers who lived off potatoes and Waikato draft. He says he's not sure who the next scapegoat should be for the dismal state of rugby Australia as commentators continue to overlook the issues regarding the lack of cattle available and the fact that the entire code has basically forgotten the working class grassroots of Western Sydney and South Brisbane, opting to scout mostly from six elite private schools made up of kids who grew up in homes where they are allowed to wear shoes on the couch. That might be something to think about there, and we'll leave you with that thought because that's all for today's bulletin. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back again tomorrow with all of the biggest stories from the Baturta Advocate. But until then, it's goodbye from us. 